You now tune into the Food Joint Podcast. I'm one of your host, Mills. And this is your man, P. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We back for another week of the craziness, the nonsense, and the food. You know, what's going on, man? Nothing, you know. It's been busy, but good busy. For sure. Honestly, I think that just based off uh, feedback, what we've been hearing. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for um, listening. DMs, like the whole nine yards that we already said this. But it's really coming to fruition that we really got something going on. It's something special. And I'm so happy about all the feedback. You know, sometimes we look and be like, it can't always be good. Like, it's the rule of 10. Four will hate it. Four will like it. And the other two will be like, I don't give a fuck either way. Right. But right. it's been like, I love it or I like it. So, you know, we just got to take that with a grain of salt, man. No, nah, exactly. But listen, we know it's real because we've told people, please give us your honest, unadulterated, unfiltered feedback. Good, bad, and different. Like, we need to know because it's the only way we can critique ourselves to make ourselves better. So, we are putting out a legit, solid product. And everybody, like you said, they either like it or they love it. And that's a great place to be. The only negative thing, and you know, I'm glad I, this will be a surprise to you, is the only negative thing I heard was, man, y'all mics are shitty. Yeah. <laughs> so, because I don't think you heard last week's episode yet, I do want to apologize. We were having really, really bad audio issues but as you can see now we have upgraded yes we have we sound crisp we sound good no more background noise so hopefully this is a little bit bearable for everybody or well, a lot bearable because you know we working on things we improving man i mean listen everything was a work in progress for sure rome wasn't built in a what's it rome was built in a day yeah one day one built a week, in a day something like that yeah rome wasn't built in a day yeah so this isn't going to be built in a day either but god took six days to make everything he rested on on the seventh exactly so, so you know are we in god mode i mean sure why not we all made it in his image yeah well, let's get right into it then. For sure. So, my first question to you is, what did you eat this week? Now, it's early in the week, but it could have been the weekend, whenever. Since we spoke last, did you eat anything worth talking about? For those that know me, right, I got the taste buds of a six-year-old, but my palate is impeccable. So, I really only eat the same, like, six, seven things. So, I will say this. Five Guys Burgers and Fries, their grilled cheese cheeseburger? Mm. Oh, my God really oh my god if you need something quick but still give you like a little bit of nostalgia like you know the grilled cheeses that pull apart you just see the cheese melting bro we'll get you one of them things man just well, try it once i don't you know i don't eat meat just get you a grilled cheese get your little onions and mushrooms on there now nah, i can do that yeah just i'm telling you okay what you, what you eat this week man so this was actually two days ago uh-huh. i'm at work we had a couple pieces of king salmon vacuum sealed in a bag in the fridge <laughs> I, said, I said wait a minute yep nobody claimed this yep grabbed it threw it in the oven toasted me some potato bread oh man listen i built that thing from the ground up some chipotle aioli uh-huh. burger lettuce there you go with that mayo bullshit again but go ahead it's cool <laughs> jalapenos the salmon i know you said fuck them little sliced tomato what else did i put on there i think that was it cut that bad boy in half when i say it was dripping mm -hmm. it was a gourmet fat boy sandwich for sure and i ate that sandwich so fast <laughs> you, i'm talking you about savor it? i'm talking about licking the fingers afterwards like i was ashamed of myself you didn't even savor it oh no 
No, man. No. That's crazy. No. I mean, I'm talking about maybe six bites. That thing was gone. What the fuck? <laughs> I was hungry. But after that first bite uh-huh. and you get that umami thing going on, I said, listen, this thing won't stand a chance. Not at all. No. Take down records. Ain't no sense in me <laughs> offering the, yo, you want a piece? None of that. Listen, if you take the time to actually build a sandwich to your liking, there ain't no offering this is it's a meat sandwich and it's only for me right and my co-workers they know i don't eat meat so when they saw me on the other side of the kitchen with my head down real quiet putting something together yeah they knew okay well this is probably something that only he eats for sure or something that he can't share because it's not enough for sure listen i wasn't what i wasn't sharing that listen i ain't mad at you man (laughs) you took the time to craft it's like building a house you get the little foundation that's your potato bread put the walls up ceiling fans dishwasher you just put the whole thing together man listen it was the best thing that i've eaten since thanksgiving oh okay because listen i don't want any of our listeners to think that we're over here because we have this food-based podcast that we're just eating filet mignon and uh, <laughs> crab legs and oysters and scallops and all kinds of outlandish stuff on the day-to-day. I mean, you did have Wagyu the other week. Yeah, but that was like a once-in-a-lifetime. That's not something okay. that happens all the time. And then for me, I'm one and done. Oh, for sure. But listen, I'm the oodles and noodles, peanut butter and jelly king. I ain't mad at the peanut butter and jelly. I'm not afraid to admit it. Listen, when you eat, when you can make anything, sometimes you appreciate the simple things. Listen, real funny, quick story. I took some oodles and noodles one day and tried to make pho with it. You can. I can, yeah, but it's it's not going to come out the same. It didn't come out the same. How much effort did you really put into it? Did you give yourself enough time to get it together? I, I put a admirable amount of time into it but where i messed up is i didn't do my due diligence correctly as far as traditionally what goes in it so a lot of the ingredients that you would get if you went to go and get traditional pho i didn't have it in the house right so it was like the poor man's pho that's fine but the broth is it's the start of the show yeah and my broth was basic. I'm not going to lie. I had a basic broth and I was like, you know what? This ain't it. Hey, listen, man. Lobster used to be for poor people. Imagine that. You know, diamonds used to be for poor people. So I'm going to get it, though, because before we like really delve into it, I want to ask you and then to all of our listeners, jump in the DMs or email us because this question is for anybody and everybody. Right. As far as food goes, different forms, different races, nationalities, all that stuff. What is your top two favorite types of food to eat? Top two? Yeah, just two. I would say three, but just do your top two. Your two favorite. And if you need some time to think, I already know what my two are. Let me know what your two are, because you know what? I know what one is for sure. I don't want to disrespect anybody with my two answers. Italian and Asian. You know what? That's a common thing. One for sure for me, Indian. Really? Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So you like the spices and the flavor profiles and everything? It's everything. Can you make chicken tandoori? I can make anything. Respectfully, I can make anything. That was a humble flex. There is no humbleness. I can make anything. Okay. (laughs) So this is the menace flex. Yeah. I got you. I can make anything. Like, I had a call out last minute one. This was like a couple months ago. Last minute call out. Yeah, let me make some lamb sock real quick. They're like, what the fuck? 40, you did it in 45 minutes? Yeah, I got y'all. 
we eating good tonight. So, and I think my number two, probably Caribbean. Okay. Probably Caribbean. But that's like, that's kind of a cheat answer because, you know, I'm half and half, like half African American, half Caribbean. So, like, and so, I'm sorry for not saying soul food, y'all. I'm sorry. But no, I think in this <laughs> industry and like food is so worldwide, is so versed. Do you really have to apologize? Because when you think African American, people automatically assume soul food. Even though soul food is delicious, it doesn't have to be in your top two. It doesn't. But now the way I look at it is like every culture does fried chicken in some way, shape, or form. Everybody does pasta in some way, shape, or form. Listen, Alfredo is really, realistically, if you think about it, Alfredo is really mac and cheese with a different noodle. Yeah. So like, it, you know, so yeah, I mean, I love soul food. I can eat it every day, but I think that's why I choose all these other things. Cause like when I get them, it's like, all right, it's a special moment. No, yeah, I get that. I get that. And also I think I look at it like when people, when you ask people this kind of question and their answer is a basic answer that you would assume an average person would give you. You then look at it like, okay, well, what have you been privy to? What haven't you been privy to? Absolutely. Have you traveled? If you travel, are you opening yourself up to trying the local cuisine wherever you are? And I definitely fuck with you on that. Because like whenever I travel, I don't do things I could do here when I go other places. Exactly. I immerse myself in the culture. Yeah, for real. Like, because perfect example, the babe and I mm -hmm. went out to have lunch a couple days ago. And one of my favorite things to get at you know just at a go-to thing is the poke tuna nachos or i'll get like tuna in a salad or something like that the raw tuna of course ain't no other way and, to have it yeah i asked my wife to try a piece because she eats sushi right but she said to me well i only eat cooked sushi i don't eat raw sushi and i said well you're cheating yourself it's just so shrimp listen, crab and salmon <laughs> exactly and i said well let's just try a piece just try a piece i'm not going to like it i said just try it if you don't like it you don't like it but you'll know you genuinely don't like it so i'm like all right well she tried it yeah spit it out she didn't like it <laughs> is it a texture thing i just think it's a raw thing i just think it's a in her mind she know like this isn't cooked right and i'm not going to like it and zoe i forgot what it was i tried to get her to try something the other day i'm not gonna like it i don't want it i don't want it i don't want it and i had to explain to her i said listen don't shut yourself out like that be open to try new things if you don't like it you don't like it you give yourself the opportunity to say i don't like it exactly and she tried it she didn't like it and i said i'm, I'm okay with that right so that's all you can do man you know like when I was working in this French restaurant, you know, I was trying, I was open to trying everything. And it was one thing I loved that I had no idea or even a thought of like, damn, this is, is this something I would like? Right. And it was duck hearts. Really? Delicious. Really? Delicious. And the one thing I hated, foie gras. Oh, the duck liver? Get it the fuck out of here. You know they put that on a cheesesteak? Get it the fuck out of here. I got you. Nah. That uh, $100 cheesesteak, that, that's extremely overrated. I think so. And the reason, a part of the reason why- It's a flex. They charge that much. It comes with a glass of champagne. It's a flex. And then they put the frog wire in there. Yeah, and the lobster. Yeah, so it's like, all right, whatever. And some kind of aged cheese. Don't get me wrong, it's a flex. But are you like, 
you can't in your brain ex- like with a straight face say every time i want a cheesesteak i don't go get a hundred dollar one no it's like you said it's the flex It's to be able to say you had it right and to be at that place because it's not some place the average Joe will go mm-hmm. on a random Tuesday or Wednesday afternoon or evening. Right. So it's like, oh, yeah, I went here and I had this and it was amazing. And it's like, was it really amazing? Yeah. Like, was it? Or are you just saying that because you don't want to sound like a fool because you really feel like you wasted your money? Next week, I'll tell you about what's better than that $100 cheesesteak. All right. Next week, I got you. You can be like, what the fuck? Yeah. All right. It's getting it all the way the fuck out of here. I got you. So, you got anything for the people this week on the uh, motivational mic drop tip? Oh, he's got something. So, for my motivational mic drop, I was listening to a podcast and then, you know, they always say, never have a plan B because you should be so dialed in on your plan A, nothing else should matter. Okay. Motivational mic drop for this week is, it's okay to have a plan A, plan B, plan C is okay. Ultimately... It's not really up to you to decide which one works as long as you're working something like sometimes like my plan A ran me to the ground. And when I started getting tired, plan B and C started popping up and there's some good plans and they're completely entirely different from what plan A is. But had I not called the audible and be like something else, I need something else. Insert plan B. Got you. Which plan B is the podcast. I got plan C, something completely else. So it's okay to have you know multiple plans like it's all right you don't have to be so dialed into one thing and it doesn't mean you don't have confidence or you don't think it's going to work right why not have two things that work why not have three things that work almost like multiple streams of income it takes seven is it seven to become a millionaire yeah there you go i was looking at one the other day i'm gonna show you when my man saladin okay that's uh-huh. solid that's solid yeah, yeah. for my motivational mic drop this week i would have to say it's okay to start something and for whatever reason you don't finish it but you pick it back up because so many times people are so afraid to fail that once they taste a little bit of failure they psych themselves out and say this isn't going to work get a little discouraged yeah and it comes with it but if you try at something and you fall it's okay to fall just pick yourself back up don't be afraid to get back on the horse, so to speak, because it kicked you off. Again, you never know what you can be successful at if you check yourself out of the game because you're so afraid of failure. We fail every day. I fail more times than I can count, but I refuse to be defeated. For sure. So even if I don't get back at it right away, I'll go, I'll do my due diligence, and then when I feel this other time is right, I'm going to come back and I'm going to try it again. Because I don't want to ever have that doubt in my mind, like, well, what could have been? Right. So, again, don't be so afraid to fail that you check yourself out the game. For sure. I, you know, I respect that. And that's a real thing, man. You know, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Oh, yeah. Jordan missed a lot of shots, but he made the ones that counted. So I, I was watching a Jordan story earlier. He was the bull. The demon. He was bull for like real, Jesus. Real. Yeah. Demon. Like big time. Yeah. But what made him so successful was never say die. I'm going to take the shot. Make or miss. I'm taking it. Right. So, you know, go hand in hand. 
So listen, we got a question. We do. We do. Our yeah. first question? Yeah, ask a sh- for for our Ask a Chef segment. We okay. got a question. So you ready? I'm a little excited, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. This question is from Rue. Knowing what you do now about your profession, would you choose to go into it again? For me, yes. Absolutely, I would. Because I got into this profession totally by accident. Right. It started for me in college. I was working in the cafeteria just to make some money. Then I got hired at the nursing home. I was there. We know that story. Mm -hmm. And then I've been so many other places since then. But I would do it all over again. I might do some things differently. But this has been extremely fulfilling for me. I've learned so much, ate so much, tried things that I never thought I would, that I liked, tried some things that I never want to have again. (laughs) Right. But this industry can literally take you wherever you want to go if you put in the work. Absolutely. With any other industry, but we're talking about food. So let's just keep it here. But yeah, absolutely. I would get into it again. Like I said, I would do some things differently, but... I wouldn't say, oh, no, I want to go do anything else besides what I'm doing right now. Right. What's one thing you could say you would have done differently? I would have taken my craft more seriously way sooner than I did. Okay. Because if I would have taken it seriously sooner, who knows where I'd be right now. But I truly believe that everything happens for a reason. And I'm glad how everything turned out because if I would have took a different route, who's to say we'd be sitting here having this conversation right now? Absolutely. No, that's that's dope. I respect that. That's that's, that's dope. I think, would I do it all again? Sure. You That, that didn't sound convincing. It's, I'm trying to convince myself sometimes. Okay. I think the one thing I would have changed, two things. I would have sought out a mentor. Okay. And I'd have actually did some research to really figure out what I'm getting myself into and not the Food Network research I was doing. Mm. Actually step in the kitchen and figure out, do you really want this? Got you. Because just us, you know, just us being black, we already know we got to go 10 times harder anyway. Yeah. With the kitchen politics, we got to make that a drop. Kitchen politics, you could do 10 times and it still ain't going to be enough. Oh, no, I know. And you know me. I don't look. First off, the amount of black chefs, period, that number is low. I'm a black chef. I got locks. And depending on the season, I got a beard. Depending on how I'm feeling, I may come in there in regular clothes and then put the Superman cape on. But I don't present like some other chefs do. And I'm okay with that. But that was also a conscious decision. If I'm going to be the first over the hill, I'm going to do it my way. Right, right, okay. So y'all are going to take me as I am, or I'll just go someplace else. So, And to drive your point home for the listeners, they are, and I'm pretty sure people already know this, but for those that don't, mm-hmm. there's a huge difference between being a black chef and a black cook. We got to write that down. We got to talk. We need to dedicate an episode but for that, that one thing. Yeah, because... Almost anybody can be a cook, but everybody cannot be a chef. Let me take it a step further. You can buy a chef jacket on Amazon right now and call yourself a chef. Yeah, you can. Get your You can get, get it your embroidered name on it and all it, that. Take it right to a tailor, dry cleaning place, get your name embroidered. It don't mean shit. And that's the easiest way to play yourself. Now, I understand the optics. It looks great. 
and then for your customers, for your catering business, or at your storefront that you just opened up eight months ago, or what you're slinging platters through somebody else's kitchen that you're renting out whatever the case may be people come and they see that jacket and they see a name on it and they see executive on it and they're like okay this motherfucker got it like i know this shit about to be amazing and then it isn't and it's like who the fuck are you why'd you put egos in front of me (laughs) egos it's a true story wow it's a true story but you get what i'm saying and it and then that's part of that part hurts it hurts especially since i've been at this off like professionally around like 15 years it hurts when people who ain't put in as much time effort sweat equity and then they just up and say i'm a chef fam it's like how fam if you can't make pancake batter from scratch shut the fuck up just start there keep it simple if you can't convert ounces to pounds front and back shut the fuck up it is more than just putting food on a plate oh yeah much more and i think people have no clue just because you got your auntie recipe don't mean you a chef yeah because your auntie wasn't a chef she probably cooked better than you so (laughs) people please stop throwing that title around yeah get verified y'all gotta get there's some people that gotta get blue checks before they start talking crazy well you know that's why a lot of kitchens and i i think that they always should have done this that's why most kitchens when they think about bringing somebody in there they got to do a test meal oh a little stash yeah like listen like throw it like whip this up for me real quick in half an hour i'll come back and i'll taste it whatever the case may be and then we'll go from there you know when i got hired at the hotel i didn't have to do that because my resume speaks for itself well not only that my my reference was crazy and that's another story i'll tell you that story my reference was crazy and didn't make me do it they should have because i think it would have been a nice challenge for me so i can see exactly where i was have you ever done one no that's the crazy part everywhere (laughs) i've worked every position that i ever got my resume and word of mouth was my golden parachute i never had to do a test meal anywhere i was let me tell you something everyone i ever done and i don't know if this is coincidence happenstance serendipity i don't know if it was done on purpose the couple i've been on no butter no oil no nothing wait what you heard me nothing yo uh where's the oil that i gotta sear something we don't got none the order ain't come in yet so what you're saying is you we're supposed to do it no 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 i did them just with no butter or oil nothing Shh, i'm I'm, a cra- I'm crafty bro y'all and this is my never say die y'all not y'all not gonna beat me y'all not i refuse to so let me take it a, a step deeper do you think that was done purposely that's because why I, they wanted to sabotage you because they really didn't want to hire you yes got and, you and it be your own people oh yeah all the time it, <laughs> bro all the time and another conversation that we have to have but i want to plant the seeds for it now to get people to get people excited uh-huh. when you said your own people we have to talk about supporting black businesses saves bookmark this we gotta have a real responsible deep dive about that we yeah. gotta be responsible oh yeah look, no shade no none. shade none of that just the reality of supporting each other and the disrespect 
and the unprofessionalism that comes with it. And that we do to each other. Yeah. And sometimes, this is why I said we got to be responsible when we had this conversation. Sometimes we got to take ownership because we do it to ourselves. Yeah. So let's bookmark that. Let's write that down. Let's just keep put a that, pen in it. Put a pin in it. Because that's coming soon. It's going to be deep. We might just, have, there might be no segments that day. That might be an episode dedicated just to that. Yes. And you know what? We might, that day we might get somebody on. All right. Our first special guest. Who may not, maybe the first, maybe not the first, but we got to get somebody that's in the business. I about to say, we have to get the right person the on The right for person that. for that conversation. And it got to gotta be the right person. They got to keep it. We got to keep it a thou wow. Oh, yeah. And it can be, I promise you, if they start talking and it sound like song and dance, we're going to cut that short. Cut it short. No, yeah. Yeah. No, because. Thank you for your time. One thing about our podcast, can't speak for anybody else's, but one thing about ours that we know for a fact, we have to keep it authentic. Yep. And we got to keep it a thousand. This podcast would have done wonders when I first started. In the business? Yes. And well, I'm put. I know well, was podcast though. Was podcast really doing it like that back then? Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Podcast been around for a long time. It just didn't start picking up steam until there's a certain group of people that were doing it for a while, and then they grew. Then it started to kick off. Got you. Like, yeah, yeah, I've been honestly, listening. To, I've been listening to podcasts since oh wait. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah. I was early in the game. I didn't start listening and or watching podcasts until i want to say yeah, i was that was a decade late like 18 oh yeah, yeah, yeah. i know what the fuck was i doing music i mean listen it's such a, a niche and obscure thing i got put on a podcast because one of my favorite rappers was getting interviewed okay and it was like what the fuck is a podcast gotcha. all right i'm just here listening to an interview so i'm like oh okay and i'm like damn this is like unedited radio Right, I got you. So almost like series XM type. Exactly, shit. exactly. Got, got you. All right, that makes sense. So let me ask you a question. What's up? If you could cook for anybody, who, alive or dead, or alive, either one, alive or dead, doesn't matter. If you can cook uh -huh. for anybody, and maybe it don't got to be one person, maybe two or three, but the top person that comes to your mind, who would you want to cook for? Escoffier. Okay, I got you. So for those of you who don't know, when you first start learning, traditionally, when you do the culinary school thing, they teach you about this guy named Escoffier, who's like the father of all of this. You paved the way. It's different now, bro. It is so different. It is different. So it's not like a stunt or a flex that I would want to cook for him. Right. But it's like you laid the foundation. So let me tell you how far it got taken. Okay. I got you. So it'd probably be Escoffier. Second close second probably my grandparents okay just to show them yeah look at where i am look yeah at, look at what i've been able to accomplish yeah well listen it's, it's no harm in that for sure no harm in that at all who you got so when i was trying to figure this out my mind was all over the place because there's no wrong answer right but i was like well do i want to go old school do i want to go current mm -hmm. like who would it be and it might be corny but I would want to cook for MLK. Okay. And then I would want to cook for, well, I, it'll be a, a dual thing. Now I think about it, cause I would want to cook for MLK and I would want to cook for Malcolm X because I would want to sit down over a nice meal, glass of wine or whatever the case, and just sit down and chop it up with them. I just watched the Malcolm X movie the other day, bro. With Denzel? Yes, I feel that. 
yeah just have a great conversation pick their brains see where they were mentally back then in Mm -hmm. that time and just be amongst greatness i mean because listen their legacies and people may not agree but this is just my opinion their legacies lived and died with them there's been people out here that have been doing great work since not like that but had but it hasn't been on that level not even close so they died for the revolution and they were two uh magneto and professor x two completely different sides of the same coin yeah so now i feel that i feel that for real so i think for me that that's who it will be i got you i feel that so we got tales from the kitchen man and we gonna close it out man what you got oh man you know what the other day we was talking about like we got give them one about our blunders all right so you got okay. something along them lines i got man where do i start uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> where do i start so for blunders my uh-huh. tales of the kitchen actually takes me back to college okay so again i worked in the cafeteria and in the pub gotcha so everybody knows whoever went to college cafeteria food is cafeteria food mm-hmm. and you go to the pub that's when you get the pizzas and the calzones the bullshit the strombolis the bullshit all that so <laughs> was it the freshman 15 that's where you getting it from man listen i had like the freshman 30. hey <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen i was eating great listen let me tell you something i lost 25 pounds my freshman year no i gained it you remember i don't eat pork yeah i know so it was like pepperoni again pork again it got i like there was kfc on the campus i ate kfc so much i haven't had it since since college just college because i could i'm like bro i'm not i I, I feel you so this day in particular Uh i wasn't working in the pub where it was popping at right i was working in the calf and i was new to food service like i i had never done this before so somebody had put a chair behind one of the serving lines and i think it's because (laughs) she it was an older woman i think she had a Uh, bad back or something like that so daryl he was the boss he ran the cafeteria i couldn't stand his ass (laughs) i think he allowed it he shouldn't have but he did okay i'm sitting down the chair's here. I'm sitting down. I'm on some lazy oh, shit. No. He's like, yo, what you doing? Like, you can't sit down on the line. Like, you got to be served. I said, Daryl, there's nobody in here. There's nobody to serve. And this chair was already here. So I said, let me let me sit down. He took the chair. That was the beginning and the end. He was on my fucking ass after that. Everything, As he should. Everything I did. In my eyes, he was searching to find some kind of fault mm-hmm. in everything I was doing. So I said to myself... I'm not going to give him anything to complain about. Like, I'm going to be perfect. Right. It's no such thing. The more perfect I tried to be, the more I fucked up. Of course. Trying too hard. I'm making pizzas too big. They not fitting on the pizza rack. The tray. I'm I'm fucking those up. I'm making pancakes too big or too small. I'm in my head at this point. Right. And the ice on the cake was, it was pasta night. This one night in the calf. Mm -hmm. And I was taking the marinara from the kitchen to the line to make sure everybody has sauce okay i'm rushing not paying attention didn't grab oven mitts the pot handles was hot as fuck you dropped it oh it did i as you should drop that shit all over the place (laughs) i mean it was sauce on the ceiling (laughs) 
it was sauce it was sauce under the oven under the prep tables like it was sauce everywhere uh-huh. in that moment i know he wanted to fire me right but in his mind he's like you know what he's a student he doesn't know any better this is probably like his first real job or whatever the case may be he pulled me in his office mm-hmm. we had a conversation so i'm thinking i already know how it's going to go right so i'm already walking in there with an attitude because mm-hmm. i was what 18 i'm immature unexperienced like all of it yeah. super green he said listen i think we got off on the wrong foot i'm gonna give you an opportunity to start over if you still want to work here in the cafeteria the job is yours but if you don't then you can walk away today right but if you choose to stay i need you to come in here tomorrow with a new attitude and a new outlook on how this is supposed to be and in my mind i'm like just a cafeteria but in his mind like, no like we're feeding hundreds of people mm-hmm. three four times a day this is more than just a job yeah like, this is my career yeah so he let me leave i clocked out because he was pissed clocked out left came back the next day new attitude and i just started to take the job seriously after that mm-hmm. and he pulled me to the side maybe like a month later he said i don't even recognize you he said the person that you were versus the person you are now is two different people right he said the energy that you bring now into the job take this energy into everything you do white dude mm-hmm. cool as shit but i wasn't giving him a chance because in my mind i really didn't want to be there i just needed some fucking money i'm a broke college kid and that's but respectfully that's like the wrong way to look at it you're gonna hate it when you just in it just for just for a couple dollars yeah but that was that was my energy for sure and after i started taking it seriously and really started looking at it from a business standpoint as to like what really goes into it Mm -hmm. I gained mad respect for him. Yeah. And that was my tales from the kitchen. Looking back, do you like understand why he felt that way? Oh, yeah. Because you don't have time to really fool around and fumble around with people that don't want to be there. Right. If you don't want to elevate yourself to make yourself better, how can you do the job you were hired to do? Right. You can't because Mm -hmm. I, I was no BS. I was at work today talking about this at work today and i was saying me and an exec we was talking and we were talking to one of our employees Mm -hmm. and he was saying how can you put yourself in a position to elevate yourself how can you want more for yourself when you give your job minimal effort it's a hard pill to swallow you can't Mm -hmm. and i was like you know what you're absolutely right you can't want the moon and the stars for yourself but you're not willing to go the lengths that you need to go to attain the moon and the stars you're not just going to get it because you want it that's another conversation we got to get into about the handouts oh yeah damn we dropping some shit on this one what was episode episode three episode you already wilding listen (laughs) we cooking that's a good one (laughs) no pun intended (laughs) right right so what's your tale from the kitchen all right so i had one for sure but i cannot tell this one story without my man rel okay my man rel gotta be here for this story i already gave him the listen bro you gotta be on and you gotta tell the story all right so this just a plan b is same place shout out to rel shout out to uh, to my young boy tori you know we all 
it was like a right and a privilege to work friday and saturday night okay that mean you were the one like hands down if you work friday and saturday nights you are the one like you're a one was this the hotel no nah, this steakhouse okay steakhouse so this is new york no no i was here for okay. this particular for this story for this tales from the kitchen i was here all right so i have a little bit of ocd in the kitchen yeah. my <laughs> you're not supposed to agree <laughs> like what the fuck <laughs> so you a snake <laughs> listen listen we haven't worked together in a long time i had it back then yeah a little bit okay a little bit yeah it wasn't bad but it was it was in the beginning stages of it damn for real you treated your workspace like it was your bedroom how everything was where it was supposed to be oh this is perfect this is perfect that's how you treated work and i'm looking at you like the fuck is he doing like does he realize we're about to destroy this kitchen and he's going to have an attitude the entire time and then we're going to have to clean this up and i'm gonna have to deal with this fucking attitude yeah all right that's, yeah <laughs> that's funny so which that's perfect so for this particular story i have my if i'm working a station don't come on my fucking station everything is where it's supposed to be this one particular night is it where it's supposed to be it's where or i where put it's it where you want it to be it's my station i take ownership you're right i treat my station like that's my house so everything is set up where it's supposed to be so for this one particular dish it was a solid component of it okay i didn't want garmange fucking it up so i had a little low boy refrigerator so i kept the solid portion of this dish and then low boy it's like a refrigerator that's like underneath yeah it's only like two feet high so at the very top of my station i have the dressing for it okay it was balsamic glaze you just reduce balsamic vinegar all the way down till it's thick as syrup yeah somebody decided to put chocolate syrup right next to it oh my god and it was in the same fucking container so you ain't know what was what no and the crazy part is did I'm, you even realize listen, it was next to each other listen i'm so ocd i knew once i reached my hand up what's there is that's what's supposed to be there got you four straight plates chocolate chocolate oh my goodness that fifth one my regional who was just in town just to get dinner looked at me grab it and he was like what the fuck are you doing and i was like getting the salad together and he's like because i know you i think you need to look up so I was like, why is there two bottles up here? And I looked on the other end of the line, and these motherfuckers is cracking up. They did that? Yes. Oh, my goodness. When I tell you. You ready to fight? No. No, 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 no. Something way worse. Got you. Now, mind you, nobody complained. They was like, yo, this dish is good. Wait <laughs> a minute. You, you was ready to above the rim, your homies? Listen, my region was like, people, he's like, you're lucky they're enjoying it for whatever reason. And he's like, I know you're pissed off. And I was like, you're right. I took that chocolate syrup and I threw that shit at the wall. All the way on the other end. So on saute, threw that shit. Boom! Chocolate everywhere. Now all you motherfuckers clean that shit up tonight. All of it when I tell you it's chocolate everywhere. On the gr on the stove, on the salamander, on the back splatter, the I I was like, I made sure I made the biggest mess. And I was like, y'all figure that out. Mm. <laughs> I was so hot. I'm like, it could have been anything else. Chocolate. Right. And then at the end of the night for shits and giggles, I tasted it. It was like, damn, this all right. It's all right. It had a little arugula, so it was bitter and a little bit of sweetness. Okay. But it was like, y'all know how anal I am about my station. But yeah, that's my television in the kitchen. They was wilding for that. Bruh, they knew. 
wow yeah so took him a good and it was you know never cut your nose to spite your face because while he was cleaning that shit up i had to close that night so i had to wait for him to get all that shit up so we ain't really leave till like 1 30 in the morning you still probably in that moment still felt like it was worth it oh yeah i was cracking the fuck up i laid on the line and everything i'm like damn y'all scrubbing <laughs> I know they was ready to fight you. Nah, Cause they owned it. Like they owned it. Like, they it, was, it was. It was on them. They was drunk too. But it, what? <laughs> what was going on in we'll there? Di we'll discuss. Listen. Well, listen. Oh my goodness. Listen, so working in the kitchen. We got to get into these stories later. But working in a, in a kitchen, like a restaurant, it's a different thing. There is like there's no rules. No. And I said I'm gonna say this real quick. Then we're gonna get out of here. When you said there's no rules, there really aren't any rules. And I'm a this is crazy. Yesterday mm -hmm. at work, me, exec, and three other people were having a conversation. Right. And it was the most inappropriate conversation mm -hmm. to have in a kitchen. And I'm thinking to myself in that moment, any corporate job, any office job, you got a cubicle, you got a desk, any prof any job in a real professional setting okay this conversation the conversations that we were having would either get you sent home suspended or fired yeah like this is how filthy mm -hmm. these conversations were but in the back of my mind i'm like this is just another day in the kitchen because if people could really hear what people talk about in these kitchens bookmark this write it down we got to talk about that and we got to talk about women in the industry and we got to get a woman too all right so just bookmark it <laughs> we got a lot of bookmarks today yeah. this is like number five good i'm so glad we don't do current events we could just do this shit till we what 80 <laughs> the, the podcast would never end that's the point no i'm talking about like we want to have a certain time for each uh, yeah, episode yeah, yeah. like our episodes would be like three hours <laughs> four if we really wanted to we could crank out for it for hour a four hour episode easy that I think I think it'd be overkill. I think it'd be a four, I think a four-hour episode we would have to have like multiple guests on. We would have to have like really like in-depth, strong topics that we know that we're going to be talking about for twenty minutes, half an hour, stuff like that. It can be done. Yeah. It's just that we want to make sure that we keep the listeners' attention and we keep them engaged. Yeah, because that first but it like, starts that if it starts sound like wah, 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 cut that shit off no engagement off. yep like what you listening to yeah and we shout out to us that first episode they was locked in you talking about the stats but they was locked in they were locked in and we kept it we kept it what it was like 48 minutes 49 minutes listen this is how Ew. this is how corny i am it was like 49 minutes and 52 seconds that's not corny at all we gotta celebrate our wins it's not corny at all. We did our thing. Mind you, since it went up, since it went live, I listened to it like yeah, yeah. Like, like 10 times. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, try, ten, like 10 try, times. Try to boost the, boost, the, boost the numbers. I wasn't even thinking about that. Are you just I was notes? just thinking about, damn, I'm listening to myself on a platform that we created that's streaming on Amazon Music and Spotify, by the way. Yes, sir. And this is like this is really real like for a while it was surreal to me like i like i was like yo like this like we really did this it is more than surreal because like if they when once the people really realize how much like thought and effort we put into it before we even record it like to see it on spotify and amazon music it was overwhelming almost shed a tear yo 
almost but it was like nah it ain't time it ain't time we ain't, it ain't, it ain't time to celebrate no, we this, got more this, work we this, got more this, work this, to this do. is time to put our feet on the gas pedal yes sir yeah so we can celebrate once we like once we made it and we like and we'll know yeah like, yeah. like we'll know and because it's coming it's going to come oh it's already here the stars is aligned we just gotta be patient and know that the universe has to get everybody else right just so it, it lines perfectly but our, our time soon come yep well i think this is it for us yes sir sound about right you know ladies and gentlemen we want to thank you all again for tuning in to the food joint podcast with mills and p yes sir episode three it's in the books we'll see y'all next week what we naming this one uh i don't know i really don't know uh should we do some uh suggestions nah nah we'll figure nah, it out we'll figure it out yeah i really didn't think about when, it when you guys see it on spotify and amazon music you'll be like okay so gotcha. tune in thank all right you, well thank you guys we appreciate it we'll see y'all yes sir peace love, love peace and chicken grease